Hello film lovers and welcome. Sit down, relax, whap out those romantic cinematic snacks and get ready for the Films I Love Most podcast, Valentine's Day special. some sort of dastardly 1930s villain. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to the Valentine's Day special of the Films I Love Most podcast. Um, I was going to do a Pancake Day special, but I couldn't find any films that related, so I decided to do Valentine's Day instead, against my will. But as you know, we were trying to figure out how we were going to do our Valentine's Day special, but we decided to help you with making your movie choices for Valentine's Day evening with the person you love or don't love. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't love your partner. I'm saying that you might be single and therefore want to have a movie night in with yourself, which is perfectly fine because that's probably what I'm going to be doing. So we're basically going to go through some classic films, love films for Valentine's Day and give you some choices about what you could watch that might put you in the mood for love. I'm finding this whole experience very uncomfortable. Um, Yeah, so shall we crack straight on with the films I love most, Valentine's Day special. I really need to stop doing the voice. So the first film on the love list, yeah, love list, I didn't write this, Um, (laughs) the first film on the love list is The Notebook. So what we're going to do is we're going to choose three films from each of these categories that we have laid out. And uh, the first film, as I said, is The Notebook. So The Notebook is a poor yet passionate young man falls in love with a rich woman, giving her a sense of freedom, but they soon are soon separated because of their social differences. I mean, this was a breakout film for Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. This was their, you know, big sort of debut into Hollywood and it made its mark I mean this film came out in 2004 so you know it's getting on a bit now but people still love it and go back to it every Valentine's Day it's got a very romantic um, scene that everybody remembers in the rain which is you know crucial to these films to have that key scene that everybody can recreate when they have found the person they love but I'm perfectly fine with The Notebook. The Notebook's a lovely film. It does what it says on the tin. It's got some melancholy at the end. You know, it's got quite some harsh reality in there about um, 
uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, which is really interesting. But all in all, The Notebook is one of those films that personally for me, I could probably watch it once every 10 years. <laughs> but I do know people that watch it at least once a week. But The Notebook, yeah, the quintessential Valentine's Day movie. It was a magical summer. Noah was a country boy. Allie was from the city. They met the night of the carnival. They had nothing in common, but after seeing Allie that night, something inside Noah snapped. Will you go out with me? No! No? Ah! Damn, my hand's slipping. Okay, fine, I'll go out with you. No, don't do me any favors. No, I want to. Say it again. I want to go out with you! All right, all right, we'll go out. They fell in love, didn't they? Yes, they did. Do you want to dance with me? Sure. This is a good story. I think I've heard it before. It's like a dream. So what do you do, Noah? I work at the lumberyard. How much do you make at your job? 40 cents an hour. It has got to stop. Noah? He's a nice boy, but he is not for you. I don't see how it's going to work. You are not to see him anymore, and that's final. From the best-selling novel by Nicholas Sparks. Oh, miss. How's about that date? Comes a story. It's normal not to forget your first love, but I want you for myself. Marry me. About what we long for. I saw your picture in the paper, and I just wanted to see if you were okay. What we settle for. I have a fiance waiting for me. What happened? Who did you choose? and who we're meant for. Why didn't you write me? I waited for you for seven years. I wrote you every day for a year. New Line Cinema presents Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, James Garner, Jenna Rollins, James Marsden, with Sam Shepard and Joan Allen in a Nick Cassavetes film. I read to her and she remembers. The Notebook. This is the film that I always watch on Valentine's Day because it's an absolute classic with some killer performances and that is When Harry Met Sally. I love this film. It's so funny and so sweet and Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal are just fantastic and Carrie Fisher as well plays Marie in the movie and um, who's also very, very funny. So Harry and Sally have known each other for, for years and are very good friends but they fear sex would ruin their friendship. Now... This film is pretty much known for that one scene in the cafe, which is, you know, being quoted as the best orgasm scene in film. And it's still very, very funny. And obviously the payoff line of um, I'll have what she's having has descended into pop culture and is used quite often in spoofs and, and you know, and comedy sketches. So, yeah, I think that... Um, when Harry Met Sally is one of those films that made its mark and changed the romantic comedy forever. I mean, you know, all the way through, these two characters that you know should be together are sort of resisting. And that's really funny to watch and really, you know, cute and engaging. And I really enjoy that about the film. But, you know, as with most films, everything is okay in the end. 
But yeah, When Harry Met Sally is an absolute classic. Men and women can't be friends because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him too. Grape? No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I vary it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You tell her about other women. Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. I took her to a place that wasn't human. She actually meowed. You made a woman meow? Sure. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I went night over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing, to and then... To make a long story short, we, we did, did it. They did it. The challenge. <laughs> I'm difficult. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. And I'm gonna be 40! <laughs> when? <laughs> Someday. In eight years. men. Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was 73. Yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. So my last film in the love list is 10 Things I Hate About You because I just think this film is so clever and so funny and is one of my films growing up I learned quite a lot from this film actually about love and about how you sort of deal with situations like that but um yeah 10 things I hate about you Heath Ledger absolutely gorgeous Julia Stiles beautiful Joseph Gordon Levitt of course as Cameron he's just so so good in this film and this film, to me, just takes you back to the era of the romantic comedy that I enjoy, which is sort of the teen comedy, but not the gross-out comedy like American Pie. It was around that same era. Um, She's All That is another film which is sort of quite similar to this. But this is the one that sort of paved the way for those movies. And I really, really do enjoy 10 Things I Hate About You. It's just such a clever, witty, funny film and and... You could go back and watch it as many times as you like and you'll still laugh at the same bits. Um, And Heath Ledger is absolutely amazing in it. So, um, yeah, definitely 10 Things I Hate About You is one of those films to definitely get you in the mood on Valentine's Day night. Gross. There's a difference between like and love. Because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. Bianca Stratford is the most popular girl at Padua High. You're asking me out? I'm down. I've got the 411. And you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. Her sister, Kat, is something else entirely. People perceive you as somewhat tempestuous. Hannah switch is the term used most often. The only thing they have in common. I am the only 
girl in school who's not dating. Oh, no, you're not. Your sister doesn't date. Is one simple rule. Okay, you can date when she does. But she's a mutant. What if she never dates? Then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. For Cameron, no one will go out with her. It's a problem. Would any of you be interested in dating Katarina Stratford? <laughs> Maybe if we were the last two people alive and there were no goats. Are there goats? <laughs> For Patrick. And what about him? I heard he ate a live duck once. Everything but the beak and feet. It's a challenge. So you two are going to help me tame the wild beast. Absolutely. And for Cat. Cat. It's about time. Well, come on, think about it. Me with my arm around you. You covered in my vomit. I'd like to discuss tomorrow night with you. Okay. Now, as you know, it's the prom. <laughs> Touchstone Pictures presents. Stay cool, bro. Yes, you. A story for every guy who's ever tried. You never give up, do you? Was that a yes? No. Well, then was that a no? No. Every girl who's ever hoped. You're not as vile as I thought you were. This is not good. And anyone who's ever been taken completely by surprise. She kissed me. Where? In the car. Concentrating awfully hard, considering it's gym class. Ten Things I Hate About You. So now we're going to move on to the LGBTQ list, and we're going to have a look at some of the films that might appeal to the LGBT community, but also, you know, anyone who wants to watch these films. Love is... Uh, universal language so whether it's you know an lgbt relationship or a straight relationship you know these films do really resonate with everybody love is love you know so here's three films that i've chosen from the lgbt list which i think that you should definitely definitely check out and first is god's own country which to me is still up there with um call me by your name i think it's actually better than call me by your name um, with an outstanding performance from Josh O'Connor playing Johnny. I still think that it was... Um, he should have got nominated for an Oscar for this performance because it was so good. So God's Own Country is about his spring in Yorkshire and a young farmer, Johnny, um, numbs his daily frustrations by bin drinking and casual sex until the arrival of a Romanian migrant worker from for the lambing season. And he ignites the intent, an intense relationship that sets Johnny on a new path. And it is absolutely beautiful to see these two characters and how their relationship sort of blossoms over the film. And it's really touching because you have a very flawed character in this film who is basically trying to work out things for himself. And he's, you know, his dad's not very well, so he's having to work harder on the farm and do more. And he just feels that his life is not where he wants it to be. And when he meets, um, you know, the the Romanian migrant worker who comes for the lambing season and there's a spark between them and it sort of ignites this sort of hope and love within in Johnny that is just an absolute joy to watch and for me it is definitely a film that I can have a lot of experience with you know like the relationship between them two 
is so real that you can definitely see a relationship that you've had in them. And I just think the soundtrack's beautiful. The last five minutes of the film had me in tears. I literally was stunned. I was sitting in the cinema watching it and I didn't move from my seat until the whole end of the credits just because of that beautiful, wonderful last five minute scene. So yeah, God's Own Country, definitely one to check out. Come on. That's it. Do they call thee Georgie or something? Georgie. Whatever, get in. I'll uh, need help. I could have managed. I've done so far. Yeah, of course you have. We're not running a charity for Wales and Strayers, like. It's perfect for me. It's beautiful here, but lonely, you know? Spring is the most beautiful. Just so you're clear, he's here to work. <laughs> so I'm on your shoulders now. What do you want? I want it to be different. I want to do it. Next on the LGBT list is A Fantastic Woman. Now, A Fantastic Woman is about uh, Marina, who's a transgender woman who works as a waitress and moonlights as a nightclub singer. And she is bowled over by the death of her older boyfriend. And this film, you know, a lot of people wouldn't say that this would go on a Valentine's Day list, but I just think it's so beautiful. And what the character goes through for the man she loves is stunning. And uh, Daniela Vega just plays the role of Marina at so beautifully. Like, it's an amazing, amazing performance. And, you know, she has love for her boyfriend, Orlando, and she's kept away from his funeral by um, Orlando's family, who he's, like, married, got kids. Um, and this breaks Marina's heart, and you just see this journey that she goes through. But not only that, underneath it, you've got the journey of her as a trans woman, all of the, you know, trials and tribulations that she has to go through, the, the um, homophobia, the sexism that she encounters trying to come to terms with who she is and what she wants is horrible and there's some amazing like dream sequences although they're not really dream sequences they're in clubs and but they're filmed like they're like a dream it's so beautiful to watch and a fantastic woman is definitely a standout film i actually watched this film on a plane for the first time which was probably not ideal but i still 
got bowled over by the power of this film and its performances and its central love story, which I think really speaks to a lot of people. So, yeah, A Fantastic Woman is a perfect film for Valentine's Day. Habla una amiga de Orlando. Yo soy. Sí, sí sé quién es. Lo que pasa es que Orlando se empezó a sentir pésimo. Orlando. Ay, se murió. Se murió. Su pareja. Sí, su pareja. So my third film on the LGBT list is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is a film that was filmed at the London Film Festival and it's coming out very, very soon in the UK. Now, I did see it at the film festival and I tell you something, this film is so special. It's absolutely amazing. So on an isolated island in Brittany, At the end of the 18th century, a female painter is obliged to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman. Now, I think it's quite, you know, easy to say that these two ladies do end up falling in love with each other. And the story which is told from that point is stunning. And what I love about Portrait of a Lady on Fire is the scenery in which it's shot in on the island is amazing it's a romantic character in itself and the blossoming relationship between the two girls is stunning to watch i would say that this film is definitely like the equivalent of sort of god's own country but set in the 18th century and it's a french film which makes it even more romantic <laughs> With the French accent. I can't do accents. And what I really loved about this film was the colours, the scenery and the relationship. They just, the whole thing just blended so well together. And what I would definitely recommend is that you see it on the big screen when it's released. Because it's so stunning to look at that the bigger screen the better. And yeah, A Portrait of a Lady on Fire is out very, very soon. And I will be reviewing it very shortly on the next episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. 
Je suis peintre. L'homme intéressé par ma fille est Milanais. Nous partons là-bas, si le portrait lui plaît. Il a épuisé déjà un peintre avant vous. Que s'est-il passé Je ne sais pas. Elle vous attend. Ça fait des années que je rêve de faire ça. Mourir Courir. Vous allez devoir la peindre sans qu'elle le sache. Elle pense que vous êtes une compagne de promenade pour quelque chose. Que savez-vous de mon futur mariage Rien. C'est tout ce que j'en sais aussi. Quand allez-vous vous marier Je ne sais pas si je vais me marier. C'est parce que vous pouvez choisir que vous ne me comprenez pas. Je vous comprends. Quand vous êtes embarrassé, vous mordez vos lèvres. Vraiment Quand vous êtes troublé, vous respirez par la bouche. Combien de temps restez-vous de la jeune fille en feu. So we've had the love list, we've had the LGBT list, but now we're going to have the anti-love list. So if you're thinking, I don't really want to watch a film about love, I want to see something which is anti-romantic, then I've got three films that you should be watching. And the first film, of course, is Get Out. Now, this film is about a young African-American and he visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend while his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches boiling point. Now, this starts off as quite a romantic film. You know, the relationship between Chris and Rose seems very settled, seems very loving, seems very physical and they're quite close to each other. And then obviously as the film goes on and they go and visit her parents, there's the underlining sort of racial tension which becomes something completely different. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but let's put it like this. By the end, you'll probably be feeling like you will never ever date anyone ever again, <laughs> which is, you know, the whole point of an anti-romantic anti-Valentine's Day movie. So yeah, if you're feeling in the mood or if you've just gone through something, you know, if you've just split up from somebody who was a complete knobhead, then Get Out is the perfect film to watch. You know, it's got a little bit of revenge in there and, you know, it's really great. So I would say if you are feeling very anti-love, Get Out is definitely a film for you. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked, but he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bruh. Meeting families and 
Take a road trip, so come back all bougie, man. Come back, got your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs>love list is kill bill yes what better film to watch when you've just come out of a terrible horrible relationship with an absolute plonker than to watch kill bill of the ultimate film of revenge so after awakening from a four-year coma a former assassin wreaks vengeance on the team of assassins who betrayed her primarily focusing on Bill, who was her love. He was her partner, and they having a baby together, and he portrayed her, and now she wants revenge. Quentin Tarantino is just incredible at making revenge stories, and Uma Thurman, obviously, is the star of this film, and it is one of my favourite films of all time, especially Volume 1. Um... It's got animation in it. It's got incredible fight scenes. There's one fight scene that had to go into black and white because there was so much blood. So if you are screamish, just be warned. It's very, very violent if you haven't seen it already. And the story's great. And the journey of the bride, who's Uma Thurman's character, is fantastic. And it's got a killer, killer cliffhanger at the end of the first film, which leads neatly into the second. So, yeah, if you're feeling... You know, like you're not having a great time in the love area. Oh, that doesn't sound great, does it? The love area. But if you're not having a great time in general in your romantic life, then give Kill Bill a watch. And I'm sure, I'm sure, sure, sure it will make you feel a lot better. Not too long ago, I was quite the professional. My friends and I... 
exactly where the creme de la creme in an exclusive industry. And we all worked for this man, Bill. Then one day, I decided to leave, settle down, and start a new life. But when I tried to get out, they did me in. Don't you ever wake up. I guess they should have tried a little harder. So I suppose it's a little late for an apology, huh? You suppose correctly. Now it's kill or be killed. You have every right to want to get even. Get even? Even, Stephen? I would have to kill you. That'd be about square. And I choose kill. Mommy, I'm home. Hey, baby. How was school? One ticket to Tokyo, please. One way. That woman deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die. No kidding, I heard it was kind of hard. Silly Caucasian girl likes to play with samurai swords. Yeah. Oh. Any more subordinates for me to kill? Last but definitely not least on the anti-love list is Fatal Attraction. It's got to be, hasn't it? Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close, Michael Douglas. So a married man's one night stand come back to haunt him when that lover begins to stalk him and his family. Another film which has descended into the depths of pop culture and has also you know, coined the phrase bunny boiler, which means someone who is obsessed with you and won't leave you alone becomes a bunny boiler, which it all stems from Fatal Attraction and that very, very classic scene. Now, this film, you know, is under the guise of a sort of drama thriller, but there is a hint of romance in there. You know, Glenn Close's character is obviously, you know, Alex is obviously madly in love with Dan, who's Michael Douglas, and... um yeah is she just goes completely and utterly nuts and I've never been that obsessed with somebody but my goodness to go that far that you want to boil a bunny that's quite extreme right I mean I hope none of you guys have ever been that you know to cook a cockatoo or <laughs> I don't know griller griller <laughs> Um, yeah, just do not hurt your pets or anyone's pets, please. Animals, they didn't do anything wrong. But, yeah, Fatal Attraction is a brilliant film. And if I was you, I would hunt out the alternative ending on YouTube because that's really interesting to see how the film would have ended because 
you know, at the end, it's pretty much a bit like a Halloween movie, I would say. Like, you know, it's it's a bit... There's a lot of horror tropes in the end of Fatal Attraction. But the original ending, the intended ending, is much more interesting. So if I were you, I would hunt out the alternative ending to Fatal Attraction. And, of course, Glenn Close is incredible in this film as Alex. So, yeah, that is the list for the anti-love film for this Valentine's Day. A look that led to an evening. We were attracted to each other at the party. That was obvious. You're on your own for the night. That's also obvious. A mistake he'd regret all his life. Now, where's your wife? With a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. I've got to see you. This is gonna stop. No, it's not gonna stop. It's gonna go on and on. She keeps calling me apart. Hello? Every time Beth answers the phone, she hangs up. I'm scared, Jimmy. You play fair with me? Do you have an affair with her? I'll play fair with you. I don't want to lose my family. How could you do that? Are you scared of me, are you? You're afraid. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you, you understand? Daddy! I'm not gonna be ignored! Alicia, where's Ellen? She's gone. Call the police! Whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of her system. Ah! What if she didn't get it out of her system? What then? Ah! Fatal attraction. I guess you thought you'd get away with it, well... You can. <laughs> so there you have it. That is nine movies of your choice that you can choose from, whether you're from the love list, the LGBT list, or the anti-love list. There's some ideas of films that you can watch that will put you in the mood or not. I know which list I'll be watching this Valentine's Day. I'm sure you can guess. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me here at the Films I Love Most podcast, Valentine's Day special. And whatever you're doing with whoever you with, make sure that you're safe, happy, and that you get home by 10 o'clock because it is a school night, guys. So, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. And I wish you all the love here from the Films I Love Most podcast. Mwah. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast. Don't forget, you can get involved on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Films I Love Most podcast or email us at filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much and look forward to seeing you next time here on the Films I Love Most podcast. Podcast.